You ever had that one friend in your life that you just always stuck with? Like through thick and through thin, you stick with that one friend. And it's like, sometimes you see in like movies, like the, the guy that's leading the battle, and he's like, just stick with me and you'll be okay. And, and it's that, that element of like sticking with someone. And that's what we're talking about tonight. That's our sermon title, Stick With Me. Now there's a lot of different people that we need to stick with in our lives. And so I just wanna just jump into this. And what we're gonna do tonight um, is we're going to look at three different areas that we need to stick close to someone. And that someone is Jesus, all right? Stick with Jesus through the thick stuff, through the sizzle. But in three different areas, specifically, we want to stick with God. That's what we're going to look at tonight. Three different places that we need to stick with Jesus. So over here on this board, we have Jesus' heart. You can see that, right? It's like a bullseye heart thing. Okay, that's what I was told it was called, a bullseye heart. Heart inside of a heart inside of a heart. All right, so what we're going to do tonight is uh, we're going to look at the three different areas that we need to stick with Jesus. And what we're going to do is to prove that, that you guys have what it takes to stick with. And we're going to bring one of you down um, to participate in this little game where we're going to shoot. Um, have you guys ever had like wet, wet toilet paper? That It sticks to anything, man. All right, it's, it sticks to anything. So what we're gonna do is we're gonna load a bunch of wet toilet paper into um, a giant water balloon launcher. And then um, if you guys can hit any part of the bullseye, we are gonna give you a, so a bunch of candy, okay? Um, so we're gonna give you a full-size candy bar. So make sure you're paying attention during the different times. And um, Brandon and I are gonna work through this. We're gonna look at Brandon's life in three, the three different areas on how he stuck with Jesus or didn't stick with Jesus and learned a lesson as well. And if you guys pay attention and you're super quiet and everything like that, we are gonna uh, call one of you down each time to be able to, to shoot a giant water balloon launcher full of stuff. It's really awesome. We shot it at Joe earlier. It was fun for us. Um, <clears throat> But the first place that we need to stick close to God is at home, is at home. The first place we need to stick with Jesus is at home. Now, home can be a really relaxing place unless mom's not happy, right? Then it is a very stressful environment for everyone involved. That's my mother right there, and I've been in a stressful environment before. Um, so it's always good to have mom happy at home, but home is the place where like your true colors shine. You know, like that's the place where you don't need to like put up masks or, or you're not like the world isn't always looking at you or judging you. You're going to be the real you. You know, like have you ever been to someone's house and you don't know the rules if you take your shoes off or not? And it's like that awkward, like, is their carpet really clean? I don't know. And it's like you're starts to take your shoes off and you're hoping you're like, oh, you can keep your shoes on. Oh, cool. And then you walk in, right? Like, like your home is that place where you don't need to do that because you know what the rules are already. You can put your big feet up on top of the coffee till your mom tells you to take them down. Um, but home is that place where you let your guard down and everything like that. But home can often be the place um, where we can get angry really easy, right? because we're so comfortable. Like I stub my pinky toe on the coffee table, I'm gonna almost put my foot through that coffee table, right? Where in public, I just feel like, just keep walking. And, and, and home can be the place where you can get lazy really easy too, right? Home can be the place where a lot of the, the, the bad things in our lives sometimes shine through because we're so comfortable. But how many times can, you, can Jesus honestly be seen in your home? Like how many times can, can Jesus be seen in your room? Like with, with you 
being so comfortable and everything like that, home sometimes can be a hard place to actually stick with Jesus. Now, Brandon, what, what does sticking with Jesus look like in your house growing up? Um, life at home for me when I was growing up wasn't always the easiest thing. I was raised by my single mom, and my mom worked two to three jobs, and she would always be home super late when she got off. And, with, and she'd always be super stressed out. She'd be really tired by the time she got home. And with me, having a younger, me and her sister, we would argue a lot, like a lot, a lot. And with me being so stubborn, as stubborn as I am, I would always take that argument to the place where it should never go. I would always say something to my sister that was just too far, and you would never say it to anyone, let alone somebody that you love. And my mom would hear this, and my mom would become angry with me, and I would be arguing with my mom, and I'm arguing with my sister, and then we're all arguing together, and then next thing I know, it's just a big domino effect of just anger and frustration, but when I decided to live my life, not for myself, but for Jesus, a radical change transformed in my heart. Something, something crazy happened. I was able to hold my tongue. I was able to watch what I said, and that made the fighting with my sister almost completely cease to exist. And I started to put other people's wants and needs before my own, and, and that helped, like, the stress with my mom. Her stress level went way down. We didn't argue as much anymore, and it just made things so much easier. And at this point, I also, like, it was helping me with my own sinful patterns that I was falling into at home. They, they seemed to just, like, melt away. I, it was so easy for me to have this peace in my heart, this joy in my heart, and, and this, this love that just completely took over. And over a short amount of time, this change that had happened in me started to pour out into my family, and I could see that. I could see that my mom and my family and everybody, we, we wouldn't argue as much, and my house was just completely filled with laughter and with joy and with peace and love, this love that I never thought that I would see. And, and that was only possible by sticking to God in those times of need and seeing that he was the solution to making my household full of love again. Yeah, and you can, you can see it in, in Brandon's story immediately when, when he decided to make that change and he decided to stick with Jesus, like all the bad stuff, like the anger and all that stuff started to transform into what we call the fruits of the spirit or the fruits of just sticking with Jesus. And those fruits are in Galatians 5, and 23. And they say, but the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, <coughs> faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Sticking with Jesus at home can bring way more peace, way more joy. And in a place where if you can start feeling comfortable, in a place where you don't need to, you don't, no one's other looking at you and you're not, you're not worrying about what other people think, but if you, in a place of true comfort, you can stick with Jesus right there, it's gonna start immediately changing your days uh, very drastically. And it, it, sticking with Jesus at home can bring a lot more, a lot more good stuff. And it's not just that Jesus wants to just meet you on, on church every Wednesday, but if you start to bring him home and stick with him there, it'll change your life. Exactly. I would say that the first place that we definitely need to stick with Jesus is at home. So now, who here thinks that they can do that? Who thinks that they can stick to trusting Jesus and sticking to them at home? Yeah? I'm going to come right here. I want you to prove it, okay? So you're going to take this wet toilet paper, and me and Will are going to hold this water balloon launcher, which is not a water balloon launcher, it's a wet toilet paper launcher, which is just nasty. Yeah. But you're going to aim for the heart and try to get it as close as you can to the bullseye, all right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh! <laughs> oh my goodness! I say call it a victory. That was good. That was good. All right. Definitely stuck to Jesus. That was good. All right. Oh yeah. Which one do you want? Here. Here, you get one. All right. We might back the next one up a little bit, but the second place that we need to stick with Jesus is here at forty-six forty. 
which sounds a little crazy because a lot of times we can come in this room and, and just be in here for the fact that this room is awesome. Is this room not awesome? This place is cool. I mean, we got a basketball court inside our church. That's pretty sweet, let alone a spider jump and a foam pit and, and all that really, really awesome. And this youth center is unique. Like there's only a couple other youth centers in the country that look like this. And, and, and we are really, really cool. But what makes 4640, 4640 and not just a rec center? Jesus. He, he's, the, he's the reason that this just isn't a rec center because this does kind of look like a rec center from the outside, right? But, but 4640, what, what it's all about, it's centered around Jesus. The whole purpose of 4640 is to help connect people that don't know Jesus to Jesus. And then once we're connected to him, we're going to grow together toward him. And that's what makes this place so awesome. That's what makes this place different than any other rec center. But how many times have you come into this room and never really thought about what Jesus is trying to do here? Like how many times I, I've, I've walked into this room and, and not understood what, that Jesus is, has a much bigger plan, a much bigger thing. I mean, th there's times, like how many times have you just stood in the back of worship and never sang a note or, or never raised your hand? Or how many times have you, ha have you been here just like, I can't wait till this is done so I can go back on the phone pit, which is, the phone pit is awesome, but Jesus is here as well. And sticking with Jesus here will drastically increase your life. Now, Brandon, what, what, did, what did sticking with Jesus look like at church for you growing up? Oh man, I'm not gonna lie. When I was younger and I would come to church, I hated it. I hated coming to church. I hated sitting in a room with a bunch of people that I didn't know and sometimes were a lot older than I was talk about this God that I had no idea who he was and, and what he was capable of. And, and, and I just, I hated it. And I remember when last week, Madeline said something that really rattled my brain. But when, when I was younger, I would, when I, I would say to people, yeah, I'm a Christian, I go to church and what Madeline said was, is attending church doesn't make you a Christian any more than sitting in a garage makes you a car. And, and that really baffled my mind. Now, when I was little, I would come to church for all of the wrong reasons. I would come to see my friends. I would come to see what awesome games we had or the food that we would be having. And, and that's, what, that's what I would come for. And I remember when I started to take church seriously was when I could see the things that God was developing in my life that would have never came just from coming to church. I remember waking up every morning with no passion, no desire, and, and no meaning and no purpose to waking up with such an energy in my life, such, such as passion, this fire that was driven that could not be put out. I would wake up and I would say, God, what is it that you have for me today? What is it that I can do in somebody else's life to make their day better? What is it that I can do to reflect who it is that you are in my life. And by sticking to God and, and sticking to what it is that he had for me, he showed me the amazing things that he could did because I stuck to him in my times of need. I stuck to him when I came to church and I made sure that I stuck with him when I left. The, the Bible says in, in Matthew 18, 20, for where two or three gather together as my followers, I am there among them. Jesus is in this room. And we're not saying this stuff like to, to make you feel bad at all, but there's a just greater picture that Jesus is in the room just because we're here together. Like, just for the simple fact that there's even two or three of us, let alone, like, hundreds of us in the room, Jesus is here and he's moving. He's doing great and amazing things in this place. And we just need to start trying to, to think a little bit past some, some, some of the, the, the things that we can just see and, and, and taste and touch here in this room because God's doing some things inside in our hearts each and every night. He's here among us. Jeremiah 33.3 3 says, Call to me and I will answer you. 
I will tell you marvelous and wondrous things that you could never figure out on your own. You can, he wants to tell you things that you can never figure out on your own. And if you stick with him in this room, just by coming and saying, all right, God, I'm here. Like, what do you got for me? Like that right there counts as that cry out and God will start downloading you things to you in worship, um, in, in the message. I mean, here at 4640 as a staff, we pray and we ask God, what, what does he want to say here? It's not about like, like we just wanted to, to, to say this, like, I, boss, I just really wanted to try and shoot something at a board tonight. Like, that's, that's, not, what, that's not how we go. I mean, that's a great plus um, of tonight's service, but we ask God, what, what do you wanna say tonight, God? What do you wanna say? What, what do you wanna tell everybody about your heart and about your, um, your love? for them. And because of that, we can just see that Jesus is moving in this place like, like crazy. And so stick with him and not just the rec center. And I guarantee it'll make this place so much more awesome than it already is. Yeah, most definitely, guys. Like we just learned, the second most important thing that we really should do when we stick to Jesus is, is stick to him here at church. So who, who here thinks that they can do it? Who here thinks that they got it? All right, here we go, right here. All right. It's going to be messy again. Yeah! All right, right here, which one do you want? Perfect. Welcome. She proved it. She can stick with Jesus here. All right, the third place that we need to stick with Jesus in our lives is when we are among our friends. That's the last place that we are going to talk about tonight when we're hanging out with friends. Now, I hear most of you guys when I ask you, like, hey, what did you do this weekend? What do you guys say? Just hung out with my friends. They're like, hey, what happened? I went camping with my friends. Or, hey, I went here with my friends, whatever. Friends are a huge part, especially in the summer, right? We spend a lot of time in the summer just hanging out with our friends. But how many of you have, have done something that you would never have done in the company of Jesus, but you've done that thing in the company of your friends? Does that make sense? Like, you would never do this one thing if Jesus was standing right there just going, hey, buddy. But... With just your friends, you did something that you would never do. I mean, raise your hand. I'm, I'm raising mine because there are times I've just been messing around with the buddies and I've just done some stupid stuff, okay? And, and that's the truth. That's the truth. And what happens is we try and change the way we look, the way we act, and we, we succumb to peer pressure and things like that because we're worried about what other people think of us, what our friends think of us. And so instead of sticking with Jesus, I'm going to stick to my like the opinions of what I think people are thinking about me. Doesn't that sound crazy? That starts to sound crazy because it, it kind of is when you think about it of like your, your friends are, are, are pressuring you to do something and if you don't do it, they're gonna make fun of you, right fellas? They're gonna like, they're gonna hound you for, for not doing that thing or whatever. Or, or, or ladies, you're gonna get, get talked to behind your back and some gossip could start or something like that if you don't just go along with what everybody else is doing. But sticking with Jesus can, can really, really impact what is going on in your heart and how that works. Because the truth is, God, you, can't, you just can't please everybody. You're never gonna make everybody happy. You can't please man, but you can please God. You absolutely can please God because at some point you're gonna disappoint a friend or you're gonna do something that, that they're not gonna like or something like that, but you absolutely can please God. So Brandon, in, in your story, what's it look like to, to stick with Jesus um, in, your, in your past with friends? Yeah, when I was in middle school, I had a group of friends that I know not only my parents wouldn't approve of, but I knew Jesus would not approve of either. And we hung out all the time. We hung out almost every day, guys, after school, on the weekends, on summer breaks, we would always stay the night at each other's houses. We would stay up late and watch inappropriate movies or 
we would, we would go and we would ding-dong ditch people's houses. Now, do not do that. It's a really bad idea. But we would do those things. And, and I remember that we would even make fun of kids, and I was okay with it. I thought it was all right. But as I started to get a little bit older, and, and I, I went from eighth grade year to ninth grade year, and I, I was in high school, these same friends that I had been hang, hanging out with had started to push me into doing things that I told myself that I would never do, and I knew were wrong. I, I started to go to parties. I started to drink. I started to smoke drugs. I started to do everything that I knew I wasn't going to do. I started to argue with my mom. And, and, and more than that, I was, I was okay with it. But, but after a while, that, that's when I realized that it was time for me to change in my life. And the friends that I have now, guys, from changing are so much better than the friends that I have before. The friends that I can pray with, the friends that I can worship with, the friends that pick me up when I'm hurting and lead me on track to my walk with God are 100 million times better than the friends that I had before. And spoiler alert, guys, I really don't like to say this, but the same friends that you have right now are most likely not going to be your friends by the time you get into high school and by the time you graduate. People change, and we don't like that. We don't like when our friends change. Sometimes that happens, and sometimes it's for the better, but those friends that you used to hang out with become memories, and, and you have the power to, to, to look back and remember. Did you want to be with that friend who, yeah, sometimes you had some fun with, sometimes you had a good time with, but they always made your life miserable? Or would you like to look back and remember that one friend that was always there for you, that always picked you up and gave you advice when you were hurting, and that was always there to keep you on track in your walk with God? Friends will always be a part of our lives, and, and they'll be in our lives for, for a reason, for a season, and, and maybe for a lifetime. But how much is Jesus a part of your time with your friends? Because constantly hanging out with people that don't know Jesus and, and don't stick with him themselves is not a good idea. The Bible says this in 1 Corinthians 15, 33. Don't be fooled by those who say such things, for bad company corrupts good character. I mean, I'm talking, you could be like the epitome of a disciple and you could be the best, awesome Christ follower, but if the only people that you hang out with are, are people that are gonna pull you away from Jesus and pull you into things that aren't good, at some point in time, you're gonna fall because you're not perfect, all right? Jesus had that ability to be able to go and hang out with the sinners because he was perfect. He was all man and all God. But we, we need to have the people around us that are not gonna corrupt our character, but they're the, the people that, that feed into me that I care about their opinions, that I, I want them to speak into my life. Those are people I know know Jesus and that they are sticking with him too because they're gonna push me not to be bad, not to corrupt my character, but to be a better man, to be a better person. Uh, the Bible says in Hebrews 10, 24 and 25, let us think of ways to motivate one another to acts of love and good works, all right? These are the kind of friends you wanna do. People that are gonna encourage you to do encourage you to do the good thing and not the bad thing, all right? Outbursts of love and good works. And that doesn't mean like, I want you to go around and hug everyone. Like, that's drastic, okay? But love and good works, like that, that's, that's someone who like, like Sean's really good at opening the door for other people. And that's something I see that he does. And so he does that so much, like, well, I wanna do that too. And then it becomes a competition that I will inevitably win. Um, but... <laughs> but, but what I'm saying is like, Sean pushes me to be a better person because I know that he knows Jesus, all right? And I do the same thing for him as well. So make sure that you're sticking with Jesus among your friends and you'll be so much better off. You'll be glad that you do. Yeah, definitely. And so we just learned that the third most important part that we stick to Jesus is, is among our friends because it's so important. It is so, so important. So who here thinks that one last time that they can stick with, their, stick with Jesus in their friendship. Here we go. All right, you ready? 
This is for you. Sticking with Jesus is what we're talking about, right? So I want everybody to close your eyes real quick, all right? And I just want you to think about what are the areas in your life that you need to stick with God the most? I want you to imagine what your home life is, all right? How many times is Jesus said, his name said in your house? Now, I understand sometimes our parents, they don't know him, but you do. You heard him. So in your room, how many times are you saying, how many times are you praying to him? How many times are you sticking with him at home? What about among your friends? Among your friends, like, what are the friends in your life that always push you to corrupt your character? And, and at 40, here at 4640, are there times that, that you've seen in the past that maybe you don't plug in to, to something that, that, that you need to? Well, right now, right now, we can just, just start asking him, just start asking him, to, to, to be part of that, all right? So I'm just gonna pray over, everybody, over everyone right now. And I just wanna, in your, in your hearts and minds, just, just pray with me. Jesus, I just thank you so much for being with me, for always wanting to stick with me. And God, I pray your heart can be felt over every single one of us tonight. And Jesus, I pray, God, that, that we can stick with you at home, that we can stick with you here in 4640, and we can stick with you among our friends. God, I pray that you can bring to mind the things that we need to do to be able to stick with you better in our friendships, at home, and here in 4640. God, we love you, and we know that you want the best for us, that you want us to have joy, you want us to have life, and you want us to, to feel and be loved, God. And so, Father, I pray that, that we can feel that this week, that you can protect us this week, and that this week we can constantly hear you say, stick with me. We love you, God, in your heavenly name. Amen. Thanks for listening to the 4640 Student Center Podcast. For more information on what's happening in 4640, you can check us out on social media and at our website, 4640gj.com. Service times are Tuesday and Wednesday nights. Hope to see you there.